the antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck. I'm Dave Hawkins, and thanks for tuning in. There's lots coming up on tonight's edition of The Antidote. We have back-to-back artists who both bring their new EPs and thoughts to this show. I'm not planning on having too much live talk on tonight's show because we have all kinds of great music and conversation coming up. First, we go to the aggressive metal of South Dakota's Earth Groans and an awesome talk with their vocalist Jeremy Schaefer followed by the song Eclipse from the band's debut EP, Renovate. Solid State Records' new artist Earth Groans is delivering music with a lot to say. And the antidote is here with the band's vocalist, Jeremy Schaefer. Thanks for coming, Jeremy. You bet. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. I gotta be honest with you. When I first heard the name Earth Groans, I thought, oh no, here it comes. We've got music with a message about the environment. <laughs> That's not really what you're aiming for, is it? No, we're conscious of the problems, but that's not our main intent. And what is your intent? Um, I mean, we're we're all Christians, and and like we've all felt the same calling to do ministry through music, and so that's number one. Um, you know, music is kind of our vessel to be able to do that. Uh, but yeah, we just love playing music. We love to get out and just meet people and just hang out, and uh, yeah, establish new relationships and and torn and just seeing the world. Um, It's incredible. I've spent a lot of time checking out Earth Groans online. I found that you guys might as well be homeless. I'd heard that (laughs) the band spends almost all of its time on the road. Yeah, I I don't like to be home that much, to be honest. Um, And uh, if I was, if I was totally homeless, I'd I'd totally be fine with that as long as I was getting a tour. Um, But uh, we're a new band and um, this has all been a calling that we've each had and uh, something that we're all really passionate about. Uh, so when we started Earth Groans, we started with the intent of touring very heavily. And it's always been our mindset. It's always been our goal um, just to get the ball rolling, hit the ground running. And um, for the last like two and a half years or so, we've just been touring pretty much nonstop. Um, we want to be out as pretty much as much as we possibly can without losing our jobs or are losing our houses and we genuinely do love touring and we love you know being a part of a great music scene across the world and getting to do that so can i guess that none of you are married because often spouses they tend to put a <laughs> clamp down on things like this nope no marriage is here i uh i swore off relationships a long time ago and i dedicated uh myself to music because me and music are the only ones that really seem to get along really well. So. <laughs> <laughs> you had a tour in May that was absolutely nuts. You charged only a dollar cover, meaning yes. you're making no money off the tickets. So, like, what happens? You guys all take turns pushing the van instead of buying gas? <laughs> uh, yeah, um... Yeah, it was, you know, finances were definitely tight on that tour. Um, but we knew that going in, um... We didn't want anyone to have an excuse not to be able to come out to a show. Um, so we didn't want money to be the reason why people can't come out and be a part of such a great community. And um, that way, you know, we get new people involved and they can find out what they're missing out on. And um, so, yeah, it was just kind of a strategy to not only get word out about ourselves, you know, um, but also just to get people out to shows. It's not about the money. We want to get people there. You know, we want to keep it about the passion. I'm going to keep it about the music and money shouldn't be the deciding factor whether people get to go be a part of something that great so that was our whole mentality behind it it was tight but people blessed us a lot almost every day people were giving us um things to eat and places to stay and showers and stuff like that so um it was really incredible a lot of people stepped up for us too so we're very gracious and they gave you coffee in the morning mm, yes they did <laughs> Clap the day for it's own Third eye fire, glad it's so gone The world's around me 
sounds like you're driven to do this so i mean if music wasn't in your life what would jeremy schaefer be doing um you know i i actually talk about this a lot if i wasn't doing music uh, i would be doing something else where i'd be you know serving others you know if i wasn't doing music i'd, I'd probably do, be doing mission work somewhere um wherever i find another talent um Working with my hands, I'm good with working with my hands. So whatever I can do to help others uh, working with my hands. Music is just a vessel. So, you know, if we each had a calling elsewhere, you know, or a talent elsewhere, we would definitely be using it um, to serve God some other way. Yeah, for me, I think I would definitely be doing some kind of mission work or just serving other people somewhere somehow. That's always been my biggest priority. we got to get back to the point that you'd brought up about being a Christian. Mm-hmm. That's where Earth Groans is different from a lot of artists that I meet with. You don't mind taking on that Christian band label? No, I mean, ever since I was younger, um, I've always felt a calling towards uh, ministry through music. Um, and I know we're going to catch a lot of heat for it and everything, um, but like that's just how it is, I guess. You know, we we already have a lot of people that hate on us because we're a Christian band, but um, you know, we try and encourage people to, you know not get caught up on that you know at least if the lyrics don't pertain to you or whatever at least you can you know focus on the art of it respect it as it is so yeah then what do you think the hesitation is from other artists who are obviously marketing or music to christians why are they hesitant about taking the label i don't know there there's uh there's a stigma about christianity uh I mean, Christians in, have been catching kind of a bad rap the last few years for being bigots and, you know, judgmental and 
whatever. So I think a lot of people are afraid that it's going to steer people away. They're, people are going to get too freaked out by the name Christian, and they're, they're not going to want to associate with it. I would say that that's probably the biggest thing, but I don't understand what the point of not being proud of it is. You know, maybe they just want to uh, reach people through relationship more than, you know, letting people know from the beginning that they're a Christian band, which is totally great, too. It's all about, you know, what their calling is and what God's purpose is for them. So um, I can't judge either way um, on behalf of them. Christians love terms like renewal and rebirth to describe someone coming back or strengthening their faith in Christ. Earth Groans went for the nuts and bolts approach, calling your new EP Renovate. Mm-hmm. You want to explain? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, the title Renovate comes from the song The Estate. In the song, paralleling um, an old structure, this old house, um, with a person and their soul and their, and their well-being. And um, the song The Estate, this house, it's crumbling. It's, it's getting to the point where it's about ready to collapse. So the whole song is just paralleling, you know, the crumbling of this house, you know, no matter how much paint you throw on the outside, no matter how much primping and cleaning and everything that you do to it, it doesn't fix the foundation, doesn't fix the crumbling structure within. And so in the song, it the person is getting to the point where we're about ready to collapse. And even if we're totally put together on the outside, it, it doesn't fix our soul within. Christ is, he calls himself the, the great carpenter. And, and so in this song, um, you know, it's the, the final cry for, for Christ to come in and rip out all the old crap, the old rotten boards, and, and take the, the fixture and renovate it to a new creation. And uh, it says, uh, behold, for Christ, he makes all things new. And that's the whole point behind this is just uh, for him to come in and like pull it all out and if, I don't know if you've ever done any renovating, but it, it totally sucks. And you every time you open up a new wall, you find new problems that you didn't know about before. <laughs> and and you rip it all out, and it's messy, and it takes a long time, and it's, it's ugly. But uh, it needs to be done so that that structure can stand. Yeah, I'm a 
The Estate, a superb track from Earthgrown's Renovate EP. And here comes more of our talk with Jeremy, and we discuss that song. You only open up on the EP, because I'm assuming it's, this is coming from a personal context. Yes. On the track The Estate, it talks about how we have all of this crap inside of us and how <laughs> yeah. we keep it hidden from the world. How sure. rough was your life at that point? Um, it was, you know, it wasn't like the worst time of my life, but, um, it was definitely just me coming to the realization. I went to an extreme on this, um, you know, and I made it seem maybe a little bit worse than I actually was. I was just taking the extreme, um, situation, but I definitely was in a point where I was realizing that there were a lot of things in my life that needed to be dealt with that I've never, never really paid attention to like it says in the song, I kind of like bury some of the stuff down deep. And, um, um, so there were just some things that I realized that I really needed to pay attention to really needed to deal with and bring them to Christ and, and just get them taken care of, um, before they were, you know, bigger problems. Your vocals and the music of earth groans is really aggressive. Do you think there's any chance that the message you're trying to get across could actually be lost in that aggression? Um, we hope not. I've always put it as there's like no better way to get something out that's on your heart other than just screaming at the top of your lungs, <laughs> um, you know, but I mean, I can understand how some people could say that, you know, um, I've had, we've even had like people approach us about it because like I was raised where, uh, rock and roll was the devil's music. So that was like a no go for me growing up. But, like, that's always just where I've been drawn to. I, you know, I got into heavier music when I was in high school, and um, that's always been my number one thing for music. But we have had people, like, come in and ask us, like, well, would you ever consider doing this as a worship song? You know? <laughs> and I couldn't see the music being taken that way, being that this is where, where we've been called to do um, but at the end of the day, we really hope that all of our message comes across. And if it, even if it just comes across as just good listening music, like that's totally fine. And then, you know, maybe at some point in their life, they can relate to the song. Even if they can take one line out of the song and just relate it to their life, like then I feel like our job is done. Well, I'm not so sure that those people that were speaking with you were entirely wrong because some of your stuff really could be almost considered worshipful. <laughs> Yeah, it totally, I mean, it is. It's aggressive worship. Uh, you know, it's the worship that we know how to do and that um, we feel called to do. And um, the thing is, like, I really can't sing very well, so I couldn't do a worship band anyways. <laughs> I'm, a be- I'm a better screamer than I am a singer, so. I don't know. There's a metal church opening up in Toronto. Maybe you just need to go there and be the worship yeah, leader. Yeah, that's, I would love to. That'd be great. Something else about your lyrics is none of them follow the typical style of verse, chorus, verse. Mm-hmm. Then do you want the lyrics to dominate the songs? Yeah, um, I would say that like everything is very vocally driven and everything it comes down to uh, the words that we have to say. You know, music can be a beautiful thing in itself, um, but like you do have to like at the end of the day, there is like some message that you want to push and like we are definitely about pushing a message and that's our number one thing definitely this is jeremy from earth Grounds, and you're listening to the antidote Let's be clear, it's not 
it was no joke when I said that Earth Groans has an aggressive sound. That was price tag. Let's finish my chat with Earth Groans and bring in the song Propaganda. Talking about the lyrics, I agree with where you're going on the song Propaganda, where mm-hmm. one verse reads, A box in the corner of the room, I reside my mind behind the glass. The matters of my life will have to wait, entrapped. I sink into my own escape. Well, I want to spin that around. Couldn't the music of Earth Groans be considered propaganda? <laughs> yes, definitely could be. <laughs> yep. Um, the meaning behind that song is just, you know, media can be used, you know, two ways, obviously. And it's just about getting the listener to think about what they're putting in their mind. You know, garbage in, garbage out. So think about, like, you know, the shows that you're watching, even if you think that they're not that bad, you know. Like just take a step back and just look at what the true meaning behind, like what the message that they're pushing is, um, and evaluate it for yourself. I had a time in my life where I had to take a step back from a lot of the things that I was watching because I felt like it was filling my head with crap. And I feel like there's a lot of corporations and stuff that like push stuff through media. I mean, a 30 second commercial can totally change the way that you think about things. Question everything that you're putting in your mind. And think about it a little bit more and, and, and the reasoning behind like what they're doing, what why they're doing, if it's just to make money or if they're trying to push some kind of message or whatever. So I guess that's the whole point of that song. Do you think there's many people that just aren't insightful enough to realize that they are being manipulated? Yeah, totally. I totally believe that. Um, I think the average consumer, um, me included, uh, can be manipulated very easily by media without even realizing it. That's when I, where I came to that point where I was like, okay, I'm doing a lot of crap in my life that I'm not proud of, and like I need to find the stem of it. And I felt like some of it kind of came down to some of the stuff that I was putting in my head. Well, here's a last thought. Should the Renovate EP be considered an instruction manual to changing your life? <laughs> sure. I mean, I love it. What we want with you know the album is it to shake people to get them to think about their life. Maybe not even so much as an instruction manual, but like a warning symbol that the the way that we're living isn't always necessarily the best for ourselves and those around us. Um, so it's, I, I would call it more of a warning label, I guess, <laughs> that, um, you know, that like you will self-destruct if you do not fix some of the problems in your life and uh, if you don't address some of the stuff. This has been cool, Jeremy. Thanks for coming to speak with The Antidote about Earth Groans. Yes, absolutely. Appreciate again you guys having us on, and thank you so much, Dave. 
seriously great music from Earthgrowns with their Renovate EP. Next up, we go into the hard rock metal mix of San Francisco's Lightworker. And we also have the song Requiem from the band's superb EP Resilience, queued up right after the first part of our talk with the band members. Enjoy. Lightworkers Joe Calderon and Grayson Hurd have joined the antidote to share about the band's music. Guys, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, definitely. Lightworker used to be known as Red Sky. Were you hunting for a different band name to better suit your music? Um, it, it came out of necessity because because <laughs> <laughs> actually um, there there was another band with the name Red Sky and. Uh, they actually did have the proper U.S. trademark for that name. You know, they didn't send us a cease and desist or anything. They were nice. They contacted us and they gave us time to, like, think of a new name and everything. So it was just one of those things. So so we changed it. And how difficult was it to choose a new band name for yourself? Oh, that, like, that took a while. Um, we, we left that up to Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, um, yeah it, it took a couple of months, I think. Um and it's funny because Lightworker was in the back of my mind, and but it was one of the last ideas that I threw out there, and and then Grayson was like, I really like it, and the other guys dug it, and I'm like, really? I thought you guys would have hated it, so I didn't, I didn't suggest it until now, and then we're like, well, there you go. So, <laughs> well, the band has just released your debut EP, Resilience, and I mean seriously, that's a really solid release. Thank you, man. Wow, thank you. <laughs> All of you must have a pretty intensive music background to pull this off. Well, yeah. Um, for me, you know, I grew up basically listening to a lot of the pop punk stuff, which graduated into some stuff that had some screaming in it. There was always an allure, though, about metal music to me. My cousins used to play it, and they'd have like bands like Iron Maiden playing in the background, and and I was like, that's so cool. But, you know, I, I guess I just didn't know how to find it back then. Uh, and I was so young. And I love the passion behind heavy music in general. That's what really draws me to it. But uh, I think with Grayson, it might be a little different. Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of background and music, when I was 13, I finally decided, you know, like I'm actually going to try this guitar thing out. And, uh, Honestly, man, I just picked up a guitar and I had one lesson that was a group lesson for, I think, four times. And all I learned in that entire thing was these are frets and this is where you put your fingers <laughs> to like make the different notes. And that's pretty much all I got. And then after that, I just learned a hundred of my favorite songs. <laughs> it, just, it just picked up like all the little, you know, picked up scales and everything, noticed patterns in different songs. And that's how I learned how to play guitar because if I sat there and with a metronome and just kept playing, you know, scales that sounded like absolutely no fun at all. I guarantee you, I would have quit in less than a year. So, but yeah, I mean, all in all, I think at least for Joe and I, we've uh, been playing in bands for, well, I guess in my case, only one band before this. And Joe was, this is like my fourth or fifth, like band that actually was worth listening to. <laughs> so, um, and uh, yeah, Grayson and I were in a band before this, uh, and that's how we met. So, to me, you know, there's all kinds of things that stand out about the sound of Lightworker. I mean, you're a killer clean vocalist, and the blending of the raw vocals are great. And I really love the guitar work. When Lightworker began, were you looking to have a certain part of your music that you wanted to emphasize? Um, for me, it's, uh, I've always been in bands that I think they were almost there with what I wanted to do musically. Um, and, uh, when I started this band, I was like, okay, this is definitely going to be heavy. <laughs> it's going to be guitar driven because I, I'm a sucker for sweet riffs and guitar solos. Um, but at the same time, you know, I am a, a singer who can scream. I'm not a screamer who sings, if that makes sense. Totally. You know, so we pepper that in, uh, I guess, to display, you know, more raw emotion and whatnot, and also to uh, emphasize, like, certain words and whatnot. But I just wanted to make sure that 
whatever felt right to the song like came out. So, I mean, some songs are heavier than others and some are very, you know, they have a pop influence almost uh, or, you know, just very melodic influence. So it, it varies. began the songwriting for the EP, for Resilience, did you have certain intention on what you wanted to say? Um, I think the biggest thing for me um, was I, I was struggling very much internally then, different aspects of my life, and I kind of, I, I guess I needed to kind of just let that out. Um, and as time has gone on, I, I am starting to see that you know, things in the world that uh, I'd like to address. So I think the this EP is definitely more of a catharsis for me, but I would like to expand beyond what's going on in my personal life and uh, address other issues uh, in, in, in the future. I think at this place, you know, even though we're about to release this EP and finished it, we're, we've already begun writing. And though Grayson and I and the other guys love heavy music and we always will uh we also do love other styles i actually i know that we'll be seeing that more so in the future um like some of the newer stuff is definitely a lot heavier and some of it's very very light and atmospheric uh and ethereal meaning that you could be going in almost any direction for future releases yeah, I think I think it's even safe to say, and of course, this is all subjective and relative to like how we see it. So other people, it's like might see it differently, but you know, you could probably expect that we're going to go in both directions. Like some stuff, you know, is going to get faster. Some stuff may be 
you know, heavier and some stuff may also be maybe lighter and more based kind of in, in rock than metal, essentially, depending. Mm-hmm. So we should really get into some of the music found on Resilience. And Myopic is one of the songs found on that release. It talks about losing faith and purpose. Would you say that also describes how most of society is? You know, I think that's something that everybody deals with. Uh, The song is actually about watching a friend going through a struggle and just trying to be there for them. And, you know, I know I've been on that on both ends of the spectrum. And I think that, you know, at, at one point or another, everybody just goes through that. It's a matter of, you know, you're able to see it through and, uh, you know, hopefully you are, you know. That's where the EP title would really come into it, being resilient. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, Grayson came up with the title for the EP. And, um, you know, the more I sat with it and the more I thought about it, I was like, this is like way too perfect, even up to the artwork. I mean, you look at it, and what our band has been through and what we've been through in our personal lives, even within the last year, uh, you know, it, it just defined the music and, and actually our personal lives. So we're pretty stoked on the title. I had a dream Hey guys, I'm Grayson. I'm Joe from Lightworker, and you're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. 
you do bring up an interesting issue on filthy believer. Because, I mean, some Christians want to view themselves as being perfect people. You totally crush that on filthy believer. Was that something personal that was bringing that song out? Definitely. And it means a lot that you were able to pick that up. Um, Because what influenced it was one morning uh, last year, around this time, I think, um, we woke up to finding out that uh, the Orlando shooting happened at that one club. Right. And uh, immediately, I remember seeing people before all the details were out, they were you know, people were pointing fingers to different groups, uh, people with different beliefs. And I guess, you know, I've seen that happen a lot, uh, I would say, especially within the last 10 years. And it just felt like something that needed to be addressed. You know, we're all human, regardless of your race, creed, or gender. And we all deserve love. And it was definitely coming from a very frustrated point of view. Um, and I, it was just kind of like, Hey, we've got to start standing up to all this stuff because I, I, I believe that we were put here to love each other. And is that why you felt driven to have filthy believer as your single? Um, that was one of the reasons to be honest, you know, I, I felt pretty vulnerable, uh, cause it was the first time I was talking about stuff that wasn't about myself. Um, but I think it's something that's very important that we need to address as, as just as people, as human beings, especially in the age of the internet where everybody can be a keyboard warrior. I think it's important to realize that the other person on the other, other end of the screen, you don't know their background. And it's important to be gracious with the words that we choose, uh, especially when it's public. Well, speaking about keyboard warriors, would Lightworker describe their band as being warriors? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> I mean, I, I would I would have to say, I mean, I'm going to let Grayson, you know, give his own input. But for me, no, I'm just a guy who wants to talk about truth and have a quiet sense of hope. And sometimes truth is really gritty, but... Um, the hope is always there. And um, that's what's important to me. And if people consider me some sort of fighter or warrior because of that, cool. But I definitely don't put myself under that term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that we're not necessarily a band that's trying to go out there and like change the world or reinvent the wheel and whatnot. I kind of have this firm belief that you can always make the most change and benefit in the world when you surround yourself with people who more or less generally believe what you believe. But I'm not talking about like religion or for anything specific like that, but just like, you know, a general sense, if if you're a nice person who believes in treating others well, you'd like to surround yourself with, with those same kind of people. I think that at least for me, you know, being in this band and, and, and Joe lyrically writing about the things that he writes about and really believes in and writing the kind of music that we like to play, that's kind of the reason that we're, we're in this band. Um, you know, at least for me, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to write music that I essentially have kind of always wanted to write, but maybe never really felt like I had the outlet to completely get that out. And I think maybe in that sense, we're kind of warriors in the sense that, you know, we're, we're willing to fight for our music and we're willing, at least for me, like lyrically, I'm willing to stand behind what I put out there. So I guess in that sense, I guess you could say that we're warriors.
Joe, I want to go back to something that you just hinted at just a moment ago. The Facebook page for Lightworkers says that your music is about facing the trials of life with a quiet sense of hope. I mean, many people struggle with any kind of an idea of having any form of hope. So how will the songs of Lightworker change that perception? Um, I'm hoping that people will listen to the songs and realize that they're not alone. I know that for me growing up and part of the reason why music is such a big aspect of my life is that, you know, whenever I would hear a situation described from another band in a song that sounded similar to mine, I was like, wow, that's cool. I might not know the guys or girls like singing this song, but now I finally feel like, okay, cool. Like if they made it through, then, then I can make it through. And if I could just do that just for one person, you know, that would be awesome. And honestly, God has been a big part of that for me. Um, and I think he has revealed certain bands and, and lyrics to me at the right times. And I think what's really neat about our band, uh, if, if I'm going to be completely honest, is that, you know, half of us are Christians, the other half aren't. But we love each other so much. It's, it's insane. We're, it definitely is a brotherhood. And the other folks that, you know, may not believe like I do are extremely supportive. You know, like they're like, that's what you want to write about. Cool, man. This is what we're going to do. It's, it's kind of much like how Thrice does it mm-hmm. with, uh, with Dustin, like his lyrics, you know, he, he definitely alludes to, to his faith a lot. And um, even though the rest of the band might not have the same beliefs that he does, you know, they, they are extremely supportive and uh, I feel really lucky to have that. And that's actually part of what, like, Filthy Believer is about. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's just like, okay, in our own band, we've got people of different beliefs and different, you know, creeds. And we love each other like brothers. And, you know, if we can do it, like, other people can too. And I think that really just, you know, speaks to, to that quiet sense of hope. Like, we don't need to go... I mean, this is probably the first time I've actually ever realized this. But, like, I think that's really cool. I never thought about that before. But, like, the four of us are completely different individuals. But there is this love, and we, we have each other's backs. And um, I think that's that quiet sense of hope without even having to point it out until, until I did right now. But, you know. <laughs> Grayson and Joe, thanks for coming to The Antidote to talk about Lightworker, and best of luck with resilience. This opportunity is awesome, and we we just want to thank you. We heard the killer and insightful song, Filthy Believer, from Lightworker. You know, I loved having our two guests, Earth Groans and Lightworker, on tonight's show. Dramatically different music styles, but both delivering really solid lyrics. Unfortunate part was... You only heard part of the interview from each of these artists, but to find the complete ones, go to theantidoteradio.com. Next time on The Antidote, the music is softer as we go into the deep recesses of the early age of the underground Christian music scene. Key Records founder Jeannie Smith speaks of music, her artist obsessions, and the role she's played in keeping this music alive. Last week, I headed down to the Audio Feed Music Festival, seeing dozens and dozens of bands. And if you've attended music festivals, you'll understand why I need a time of convalescence. It's exhausting. Lightworker must have known that, because convalescence is the name of our chosen song from this band. Have a good week, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>